Well, our Prime Minister uh, got some FaceTime today with Kelly and Ryan, who were up at uh, Niagara Falls uh, taping live with Kelly and Ryan this on morning. On ABC. On AB- Is it on ABC? Yeah. Oh, well, look at you, knowing the network and everything. Wow. <laughs> You are pretty amazing. Um, and so the prime minister sat down and it's kind of funny because Kelly Ripa, who I really like, you know, some people can say, yeah, she's kind of vacuous. I, I think she's good. I think she's funny. Uh, Ryan's a little bit bland for my taste, but that's just me. Ryan is an evil genius. You think he's an evil genius? He's an eh? evil genius. He invented the Kardashians. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I did not he's know that because I care the, not about them. Well, yeah, well, he is a big part of that and the whole... Uh, that whole reality TV so craze. So he's responsible for dumbing down America. Yes. Fan flipping tastic. Um, this is how Kelly started. Now, you know, I say dumbing it down. This is how Kelly starts off the interview with our prime minister this morning. Welcome to our show. Thank it's you. an honor to have you here. Uh, how does your wife feel about you uh, being uh, named the sexiest politician alive? <laughs> See, uh, my wife's the one who doesn't believe it. She's like, Really? Yeah, she knows what I look like when I get up in the morning. and, and uh, Is it so is different it? than this? Uh, a little messier. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Anybody else? <laughs> I don't blame uh, them for asking them stupid questions because it's, it's not a hard-hitting political show. What they're doing is just... Entertainment midday. Yeah. So like us, silliness. what the hell? Like, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. But yeah, so I don't expect them to be the ones who are going to hold the politicians' feet to the fire. Right, but they did talk about some important topics. Here is uh, Trudeau on working with Trump. Uh, you know what? We have a good, constructive working relationship, and yeah, that's right. that's the important part of it. We there's a lot of things we agree on. I mean, today's mm-hmm. World Environment Day, and we don't agree on that because uh, I think there's a lot of good jobs in the environment that we're building mm-hmm. for. Uh, but, but we both agree that uh, the most important responsibility of a leader is to create good jobs for middle class people across our countries and we're we're connected on that i mean this is a region uh, here in niagara that is super dependent on trade whether it's manufacturing whether it's uh, winery whether it's tourism we need to keep that border open safe smooth flowing and we both agree on that that's a sound in trump's head when he uh, heard that because he good i said great i said great jobs <laughs> Not good jobs. Um, by the way, uh, he was talking about Niagara region and, and mm-hmm. uh, keeping jobs going. You know, that it was really interesting. P- Peter Sherman was filling in for me on Friday when I was filling in for Oakley. I know it's all too confusing. But he had this really interesting... I was listening to the re-roll on the way to the cottage. He had this interesting uh, conversation with someone from the Niagara region who said that this minimum wage of $15 is going to be detrimental to the wine industry and to fruit growers and such in Canada. Because they're not, they. How do you uh, write that in? Like such a, a huge jump in wages, you know, that has to start in January. I mean, that's not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. That's like under six months to to start to figure out your business plan. Well, it'll be fourteen dollars in January, and then fifteen dollars by right. by next January. But still, that's why that's I'm gonna, the pretty one. You're here well, for the numbers. Well, what it's going to mean is it's a big markup when it comes to the wine that you're going to purchase. Yes, and the food. 
Get yeah. ready, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody thinks that uh, Wynn's doing something great. Well, when we have to pay more for everything, mm-hmm. well, not how to mention, is the increase going to be that great? And I, th- I think we sort of touched on it last week is the automation that will be in there, too, because right. a lot of those jobs all of a sudden become more and more cheaply done by robots. That is correct. Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard about this. A lot of speaking of jobs, I might as well stay on this. Uh, there was uh, something at a Bloomberg.com today talking about how you know they analyzed over the last few decades decades what's going on with teenagers as far as work is concerned. And a lot of people say, well, it's hard for my kid to get a job these days because there just aren't as many jobs out there. But apparently, kids don't want jobs through the summer. You know what they're doing? They're going to summer school not because they failed. But because they are enroll, they're enrolling to uh, enrich their uh, their classes and their uh, I thought marks for that. college. I thought about doing that was mm-hmm. uh, work ahead a little bit. Didn't, did you? Didn't happen. <laughs> it did, Not me. It didn't happen. But I did take summer school in grade twelve because I decided to stay uh, and clean up my English mark. Right, because I, I think I got I had. One of the oh, best this better English be teachers. grammatically so correct. Whatever I, you're going to say, I had a terrific English no teacher pressure. who taught me a lot, mm-hmm. but gave me really, really hard marks, really bad marks. And I decided to go to summer school to clean up those marks. And uh, but I worked too. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I was I done tell. summer you're school, only I was at a another C plus job. On this one, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> is, all I'm saying is that when you got to do some work, you got to do some work. Yeah, I hear what you says. But, and I, uh, yeah, here but, we. I, I liked my summer off when I was a kid. And I don't get these kids who think that you, if you're going to summer school, that that means that you can't get a job. I think that it's important for kids to get out of not and not, and not a job with your dad or a job with your uncle or a job with yeah, the they're the best paying ones. No, what are you talking a about? A job that you have to be responsible independently of your family and uh, and circle of influence because that teaches you a lot and it takes you out of school as well. I think a good a good summer sort of rite of passage is learning how to be responsible for yourself and not in that world of education where that is very important, but there's other, there's other stuff out there and you're going to spend most of your life not in school if you're doing it right. Best summer job. My best summer mm-hmm. job? All my summer jobs turned out to be other jo- jobs that I continued. I worked at a grocery store. I worked in market research. I worked at a No, but the mall. one that was like you're like, oh, this Best is- summer job would have been uh, landscaping. Really? It's a lot of hard work. The most honest work I ever did because at the end of the day, you could look back and say, I just got paid and I can look at that entire job. I did it. I, I came. It looked like crap. I left. It looked beautiful. And look at these tan lines. And look at these tan lines, baby. Farmer's tan. You got to love it. The shorts and the T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, Mine was, uh, I, I worked for Parks and Rec. When I lived in Brampton, I worked for Parks and Rec. I ran one of those community schools where you can just... It's free. Mm-hmm. You just show up. And uh, you know what? I can't believe. I think I was like 14 or 15. And you were and responsible for other people's lives. Yes, for other people's kids. And not only that, we took them on buses, <laughs> like teenagers, to the Toronto Zoo. I spent the whole time just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, Counting nine, heads. Where is Jimmy? I think he's missing. No, he's right there. Where's Somebody's missing. Yeah, terrifying. I would never let my kids What's the margin of error on losing a kid at the zoo? It's massive. <laughs> it's a massive place. 
basically all I did was count the whole time. Anyhow, uh, one, one, one kid. Ha, 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 ha. All right, we're moving on. Uh, let's go into the uh, Cosby show. Bill Cosby, uh, it, it is the Cosby show. Bill Cosby is on trial today. It's, it's day one of the uh, drama that will unfold in the courtroom in uh, Norristown, Pennsylvania. This is why I say it's the Cosby show. Today he walks in um, up the steps into the courthouse uh, on his arm. Uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam. This is the actress that played Rudy on the Cosby show. You know, the little cute kid mm-hmm. before she got ugly and then they hired a new cute kid? Aww. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> Everybody knows that's what <laughs> happened. She got awkward looking. We all did. I'm not going to say I was a cute just kid. just didn't do it on TV. No. Anyhow, uh, Andrew Wyatt, who is uh, Cosby's spokesperson, said, you know, they're coming to hear the truth. Keisha feels the same way. She's not here to proclaim guilt or innocence his uh, guilt or innocence. She's here to finally hear the truth for herself in the courtroom. She wants people to stop listening to the sensationalism and come here to 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 uh, hear the truth. Really? Well, what, why did she show up with him then? Exactly. <laughs> like on his arm. That sends a strong message. Here's someone that I grew up with, and he is a man who treated me nicely, and I'm walking here with him. He's that, America's dad, is yeah. what she's basically saying. And uh, he's accused of drugging and sexually assaulting former Temple University employee Andrea Constad. And then in 2004, she is uh, in, I believe it was in his Pennsylvania mansion. It was just a disgusting story. Uh, but the, the star power in the courtroom uh, basically is bas- hope- hoping that, you know, it'll impact on the jury, which mm-hmm. is uh, 10 white people, two black people. And, uh, you know, some people are saying that, you know, Bill especially is claiming that there's some racism going on. Um, but, you know, this is definitely a strategy that's proven to have worked in the past. Well, how, how better than to play up your uh, celebrity status by bringing your TV daughter to court with you? I know. And the cute one, the <laughs> one that everybody knows, you know, during. Yeah, it's just anyhow, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But it's definitely the Cosby show because it's a show right now. And that's how they're they're going to play it. Um, I am going to talk with uh, David Shipley in a matter of minutes because uh, after the attacks in London over the weekend, here is what Prime Minister Theresa May had to say. We cannot allow this ideology the safe space it needs to breed. Yet that is precisely what the internet and the big companies that provide internet-based services provide. We need to work with allied democratic governments to reach international agreements that regulate cyberspace to prevent the spread of extremist and terrorism planning. And we need to do everything we can at home to reduce the risks of extremism online. Yeah, we're going to talk with uh, our guest David Shipley next on how do you regulate cyberspace? Is that even possible?